1: The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing blowcoat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Love Is...
2: I wish my floors could be as beautiful as Mrs. Clark's, as rich-looking.
1: Pardon me, madam, but your floors can be as beautiful as anybody's if you'll polish them regularly with genuine Johnson's wax. I know because I've watched many floors that look dull and lifeless become gleaming, beautiful floors under the magic touch of Johnson's paste or liquid wax. In fact, they seem to take on more beauty with every waxing. And, of course, the tough coat of wax protects the finish against scratches, stains, and wear and cuts housework way down, because dust and dirt cannot cling to a smooth waxed surface. And did you know that smart housekeepers have discovered over 100 extra uses for genuine Johnson's Wax? They wax windowsills, furniture, picture frames, woodwork, Venetian blinds, leather goods. Well, you'll find these 100 extra uses listed right on the Johnson's Wax Package. And before I forget, you can now buy Johnson's Wax in three forms. The familiar paste and liquid form, plus the new cream wax, especially formulated for furniture and woodwork. Last week, a quarantine of measles bottled up the cream of Wistful Vista Society in the McGee home. During the week that has just passed, the cream has soured considerably. (laughs) And here at 79 Wistful Vista, just one big unhappy family, we find a number of unwilling guests and Fibber McGee and Molly.
3: minute, Gildersleeve. The doctor hasn't given permission to anybody to leave yet. Well, by George, I'm leaving anyway. My business is going to rack and ruin while I... Take
4: your hand off of that door now, Mr. Gildersleeve, or you'll regret it. We'll all regret it. I
3: won't do it. I've been cooped up here for a week, and I'm going to leave right now. Don't you dare open that door, Gildersleeve. I will, too!
5: Straighten out that closet,
3: one of these days. Why didn't you tell me this was a closet?
4: Hey, you've been here a week. You should have known. Yeah. Besides, I don't know why you're worried about your old factory. Your wife is taking charge of the Gildersleeve Girdle Company.
3: Oh, what do women know about girdles?
6: <laughs>
5: Plenty, if they got the proper foundation <laughs> and background.
2: Mr. Well, oh. McGee, when, oh, when are we going to get out of this horrible house? Oh.
5: oh.
4: so this house is horrible, is it? Now, you listen to me, Abigail Uppington. Yeah. I don't mind your sleeping in my bed or using my vanishing cream and my bobby pin. But when you say this is a horrible house... I agree with you. (laughs) I've never spent such a week in my life.
2: Life? Has this only been one life? But when can we leave, Mr. McGee? Surely they can't legally keep us chained up here like wild beasts, Yes,
5: who's a wild beast? (laughs) If the fur fits, wear it, Gildersleeve. Well,
4: I'm sure it can't be much longer, Mrs. Uppington. We're just as anxious to have you leave as you are to go. McGee,
5: may I have a private word with you, dearie? Why, sure. You mind if we have a minute alone,
3: folks? If by alone you mean without me, McGee, you can have 3,000 years of it. Come on, Abigail. Let's go and sneer at their photograph album again. (laughs) What's the matter, Molly?
4: Look, Hmm? we've all been getting in each other's hair here for a solid week. And the doctor hasn't been back once.
5: I know, but he called me up right after he left, though. That night we got quarantined. Well, what did he say? I can't remember. It was some big medical word. You know how doctors are.
4: Heavenly days. If they quarantined doctors, too, they, they wouldn't be so anxious to keep people locked up like this. Where is everybody, dearie?
5: Oh, they're down in the basement. Boomer and Wilcox and the old-timer got a poker game going.
4: Oh, they have, have they? Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough that I was running a boarding house in a hospital. Now I got a gambling joint on my hands.
5: Oh. oh, Molly, they're not doing any
4: harm. Just the same, I'm not going to have my home turned into any Monte Cristo.
5: <laughs> you mean Monte Carlo. Monte Cristo was a count.
4: Well, then he should have had more manners than to turn somebody's home into a gambling joint. He
5: didn't gamble. He was just a guy in a book.
4: Oh, he ran a book, too. <laughs> Well, that's all I wanted to know. You go in and see how the little girl is getting along, McGee. Okay. And if you hear a riot downstairs, that's me breaking up the poker game.
5: hmm Goodbye, Mrs. Chips.
7: <laughs> Hi, Mr. McGee.
5: Hi there, sis. How's everything? You got enough blankets? Or too many? Is the window open enough? Or too much? Is it too light in here? Or too dark?
7: Yes. Huh? Hey, will you tell me a story, Mr. McGee? Will you, please? Will you?
5: Hmm? No, okay, but now you, you you stay tucked in bed there. I, I don't want mm-hmm. you to catch cold. Now, what story do you want me to tell you?
7: Goldilocks, I bet you.
5: Goldilocks, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful little girl named Goldilocks, and one day she started to take her grandmother a basket of delicious pies and cakes and sandwiches.
7: I'm hungry. Huh? I'm hungry. Can I please have something to eat, Mister McGee? Please. Oh,
5: no, I guess so, sis. Uh, how about an apple? Make you nice and strong to eat apples.
7: Do you like Superman? Hmm?
5: Yeah.
7: Hey, will you get the paper and read me about Superman, Mister McGee?
5: Oh, for the okay, okay. Anything to anything to please. Here's the paper. Let's see where. Oh, here it is. Oh, today Superman is fighting for his life among the gangs that have mushroomed up. In...
7: Have what, Mister?
5: Mushroomed
7: I'm hungry
5: (laughs) Look, will you make up your mind? First you want a story and then you want something to eat Now, which will it be?
7: A story
5: Okay Shall I tell you about the Pied Piper of Hamlin? Who is he? Well, he was a guy who got rid of all the rats by playing his flute
7: Oh, gee, I love flute Stood flute and flute gel and... (laughs) That's fruit
5: And we haven't got any and furthermore, if I detect them... I like
7: detectives, too. Will you please read me about Dick Tracy?
8: I thought you wanted something to eat.
7: I know it. Well... That's why I want you to read me about Dick Tracy. I'd just eat that up, I bet you. Well,
5: all right. Well, it says here that Dick Tracy is on the trail of a crook that's just taken it on the land. On the what? Land.
7: I'm hungry. <laughs>
5: I don't care how hungry you are, Dad Bratt. You're going to get Dick Tracy and like it. No, oh, no, hey, hey. no, 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 no. Wait a minute, sis. I, I'm sorry. I, I guess I'm just kind of on edge yeah. to, after all this quarantine. <laughs> Excuse me for hollering at you, will you?
7: Okay,
5: Mister. Oh, thanks.
7: <laughs> no idea. Big
5: bloke like me shouting at a little kid like you, sick with the measles. I ought to be ashamed.
7: I oh, sure you are, I bet you. Well, I am.
5: Now, now which do you want, honey? A story or something to eat?
7: A story.
5: Fine. And just so's I won't arouse any gastronomic yearnings in your little corpus delicti, I'll try and tell you one that ain't connected in any way with something to eat. All righty. Now here we go. <laughs> little Jack Horner sat in the corner eating his Christmas. P- oh. Once upon a time, there was a boy named Jack who lived with his poor old mother. And one day, he went to town and sold the cow, and all he got for it was a handful of... Mm. (laughs) Little Miss Muppet sat on a tuffet, eating... (laughs) Simple Simon met a pot... Mary had a little... Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Cinderella. Ah, now I got it. And one day, a fairy princess came to her and said she could go to the ball. And Cinderella said, yes, but how will I get there?
7: Yeah, and the fairy princess made her a coach out of a big, juicy pumpkin. Yeah. I'm hungry. (laughs) I'm hungry.
5: Popliss. Be reasonable, will you?
8: Shucks, I didn't impose this quarantine, and I don't... Oh, know... for scrim's sake, Fizzer, I'm asking you once and for always, and my bended elbows with tears in my face. <laughs> How long can this quorum preem last?
6: Well...
8: I'm getting so I hate everybody around here, including me, which I don't like, because I was always admired me very much, if you can understand that, and if not, I hate you too.
6: <laughs>
5: well, believe me, Nick, I'm sorry. I wouldn't have had this happen for the world, but it did, and we got to make the best of it. Can't you amuse yourself anyway? Can't you... Such as for instance? What? Well, do some crossword puzzles.
8: No, sir. No crossword puzzles for me, Fisher. It's too much exercise, I'm thinking. What do you mean? There isn't any exercise to working crossword puzzles. Oh, sure there is. Huh? First you lay down on the floor and do a word. Then you're standing up and doing a word. Then you're lying down and doing one. But why? Because that is what it is saying to do. Huh? Horizontal, perpendicular, horizontal, <laughs> perpendicular. <laughs> up and down, up and down all day long. <laughs> That's being any way to do a puzzle. I've got a crossword for it that will make your hair stand on its hind feet. <laughs> if I don't get out of here before long, I'll be payless. If it): a
5: <laughs> Well, I know it takes all kinds of people to make a world, but sometimes I think they went to extremes. Ah, there you are, McGee. I've looked all over the house and I can't find anybody. No, and if I'd have seen you coming, you wouldn't have found me. <laughs> Are you getting as tired of me as I am of you, Gildersleeve?
3: At least, McGee. As soon as this quarantine is lifted, if it ever is, I'm going to move to San Francisco or someplace. I never want to see your face again.
5: (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) That's exactly the way I feel about you. I'm getting so I detest
3: you. I know. I despise you, too. (laughs) It's a good thing we're friends, chum, or this would end up in hard feelings. (laughs) I'll
5: say so. It's nice we can hate each other in a sort of a chummy sort of a way. (laughs) Yes, indeed. But where is everybody, McGee? All
3: right, George, if you kept me here and let the rest of them go no, no, home, no, I'll... Now,
5: now, now, don't get your teeth in a turmoil, Gildersleeve. Everybody's down in the basement. What for? Well, they had a poker game going down there, but Molly went down to bust it up. <laughs> She's probably got them all locked in the coal bin by now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's get out.
3: Yeah,
8: all right, McGee. How many cards
1: for you, Glow Three, Boomer.
8: Give me two, Horatio. Two for me, too. Here you are, my little Toscaninny. And how many for you? None. I'm standing pat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Mrs. Uppington, you opened. What are you doing? The
4: membership fee for this round will be three blue
1: ones. I can't count me in
4: there. <laughs> Say, uh, do you mind if I put in five more? I seem to
8: have so many. I'm out. I'll uh, see you, daughter. I don't think you got him, Mr. Boomer? Sorry, McGee, I'm out. I'm shy two feathers on a bobtail slug.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm going to call you, Miss McGee. But why? I'm right here. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, let's see your car. Oh, sure. <laughs> but they don't amount to anything, really. <laughs> I was bluffing. <laughs> All I got is a five spot and four
6: one. Oh, oh my God. My God.
8: Hey, what's going on here? I thought you were going to bust up this game, Molly. Believe me, she did, skee-ball. Huh? You've heard about the chicken in every pot. Well, she's the chicken.
4: <laughs> Isn't it wonderful, dearie? Look at all the pretty chips I've won. I'm going to punch holes through them and string them together for a necklace.
5: No, 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 no. Don't do that. Cash them in. They're worth
4: money. Don't be silly. They were only worth $1.98 when we bought them. And I even doubt if the drugstore would take them back.
3: no.
1: Didn't anybody else learn anything? How about you, Wilcox? Did you oh, lose? oh, I'm not hurt much. I just like to play. It's useful to me in my business. Yeah. Why,
4: well, how can that be, Mr. Wilcox?
5: I wish you hadn't asked that question, Uppy. <laughs> it's just like waving a bull in front of a red
1: rag. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always had a suspicion that poker was invented by a salesman for Johnson's self-polishing blowcoat. There. Now, you see what you've done, Uppy?
4: Well, uh, explain yourself, Mr. Wilcox.
1: All right, look. Suppose a housewife has a full house. And somebody spills a tray on the kitchen linoleum. Oh. Does she raise the deuce? Oh, Not if she's got Johnson's self-polishing blowcoat on the floor. It's aces when it comes to protecting and beautifying linoleum. And it takes very little jack. Oh. And what's more, it puts old-fashioned floor scrubbing in the discard. Oh. Call your dealer today.
6: Oh. <laughs>
8: Pretty good, Waxy. But that ain't the way I heard it.
2: <laughs>
8: the way I heard it, one feller says to the other feller, say, say. <laughs> Any of you kids got a good joke to fill in here
6: with? Say, if you haven't
5: got a joke, why did you start that thing? Ah,
8: uh, don't give me that, Johnny. I've heard you start a whole show without one. <laughs> Are we going to play any more rummy, kids? Oh, Mr. Old-timer, we haven't been playing rummy. We've been playing poker. Hey, We have. No wonder I ain't been having any luck.
3: (laughs) What I want to know is, when are we going to get out of here? Now, what did the doctor say, McGee?
5: Oh, you heard what the doctor said, Gildersleeve. Anyway, what are you squawking about? You ain't any worse off than the rest
8: of us. No, that's right. Certainly not, dull, dark, and dumpy. Matter of fact, I'm thinking of starting suit against McGee for making me miss an important board meeting. What do you mean, starting suit against me? What board meeting did you miss? Show you in just a minute, chisel chin. have the notice right here in my pocket. Notice, notice, notice. Had it here just a minute ago where I put that notice.
2: I think I shall start suit myself for false imprisonment, malicious mischief, and sleeping on the ironing board.
8: Quiet, Abigail, my dear.
2: I've
8: been trying to find the notice that meeting. Here's an income tax blank. Got me in the middle there. If I don't show the source of my income, I go to prison. If I do show it, I go to jail. Here's a Confederate hundred-dollar bill. What good is a
1: Confederate bill? You can't spend it.
8: I can spend this one, my boy. I was a Confederate in a bank robbery. Yes, please. Now, well, let me see. Here's a small package of sleeping powder. Go on, that's a blackjack. Don't be crude, Liberlib. <laughs> Here's a postcard from Shield the Shoplifter. Says she tried to get away with an accordion, but it squealed on her. <laughs> Letter from my brother, McClellan Boomer, the portrait painter, unfortunate fellow. Oh, what happened to him, Mr. Boomer? He sat down on his pallet. Poor lad. Poor lad. <laughs> Yes, indeed. I always said he'd get caught with his paints down. <laughs> Except for short beer. Well, well, imagine that—no notice of the board meeting. What board meeting was it, Boomer? The parole board, Scrimshank. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, there wasn't much choice anyway. They're a measly bunch too.
1: <laughs> the King's Men thing. There's a tavern in the town. I went strolling in the cold night air. I
9: met Nellie with the flaxen hair. She was broken hearted, and a tear was in her eye. When I tried to comfort her, she gave me this reply There is a tavern in the town, in the town, and there my true love sits him down, sits him down where he can drink his wine mid laughter free, and never, never thinks of me. He left me for a damsel dark, damsel dark, on Tuesday night they always spark, always spark, and now my love, who once was true to me, takes that dark damsel on his knee, fairly well born. Not let the parting grieve. Just remember that the best of friends must part. Must part. Adieu, 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 my friend. Adieu, 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 adieu. I can, I can no longer stay with you, stay with you. I'll hang my heart on a weeping world we'll breathe and may, may the world go well with thee. She turned away and said no more. Said no more. But then through the tavern door. Tavern door, and from within there came loud voices, angry shouts. And then a pistol shot rang out. I saw her through the open door. Open, open door. door. She held a smoking 44. 44, and at her feet her lover fell down dead. And here's the very word she said. Very well, for you must leave me, nevermore will you deceive me. If you can't be true to me, then we must part, must part. Adieu, adieu my love, adieu, yes, adieu. I can no longer stay with you, stay with you. I'll hang my heart on the weeping with all.
5: Uppington, Gildersleeve, De Wilcox, the old-timer, little girl. That's seven. Seven times five is 35, times seven is 245. Say, that ain't bad at all, Molly.
4: What are you talking about? What isn't bad?
5: Well, look, there's seven people here besides us. All of them
4: eating and sleeping
5: at our expense. So I figured if I charged them a nominal five bucks a piece a day, that comes to $245 bucks a week.
4: Why, McGee, you can't charge them for staying here. They couldn't help it. Well,
5: Dad, rather, right I couldn't help it either.
4: Well, then it's even.
5: Okay, so it is even. So I'll split the difference and make it two and a half a day.
4: <laughs>
5: That'll come to a 102, Oh, 102. McGee, huh?
4: stop it. Why, that's taking advantage of people when they're helpless.
5: Well, shucks. That's the best time, ain't it? <laughs>
4: Well, just the same, I won't let you do it now. We're all quarantined here together, and we just got to make the best of it. Yeah, but think of the expense. We're going
5: to have a grocery bill that'll make the defense program look like matching pennies. <laughs> Why, when you
2: stop to think Pardon of it? The... May I have a word with you, please? Yes. Why, certainly,
4: Mrs. Uppington. Do
2: come in. What's the trouble? Mrs. McGee, I demand to you know how long we are to be incarcerated here.
5: Now, you look here, Uppy. We don't like to be incapacitated here any more than you do. <laughs> but a quarantine is a quarantine. You don't want the measles to spread all over town, do you? You don't want to start an epidermis, do you?
4: You mean hypodermic, McGee? <laughs> he means epidemic.
5: Well, then what's epidermis?
2: Epidermis refers to the
5: skin. That's what I says. You you want to skin out of here and spread the measles all over town? <laughs>
2: I wish to do no such thing, Mr. McGee, and I bitterly resent the insinuation, but I do demand, as an American citizen... See your papers. Papers? Yes, your citizenship papers. Why? Why, you speak as if I were an ordinary immigrant.
5: Look, Uppy, the only Americans that ain't immigrants, or descended from immigrants, are Indians. And you wouldn't know a teepee from a toupee. (laughs) So don't give us that Mayflower malarkey. (laughs)
4: Why, I have never been so insulted in all my life. Oh. Uh, you must have led a pretty sheltered life, Abigail. But I agree with you that we ought to find out hey, how long
1: this how long is this going on? How can I sell Johnson's wax when I'm locked up in here?
2: That's exactly what I wish to know, Mr. Wilcox.
1: Oh, yeah? Well, when did you start selling Johnson's wax, Uppy?
2: I did
8: not claim to sell Johnson's safe. wax. Up. I scream safe, Spipper. How long is it going to be until I can have a re with my wife and kidneys? <laughs> What well,
4: I want to know, Pepper. Me too, I betcha. No. Oh, for goodness sake, little girl. You
8: get right back in bed there.
5: Yes, you'll catch what? your death of cold, sis.
8: I'm hungry. <laughs> hey, now look here, Johnny. I've missed five rumble lessons since I've been here, and I want to get it going. Oh, now, yes, well, well,
5: well good. And what <laughs> can we do?
8: Well, Mr. McGee,
5: what do you propose to do about this situation? I'll tell you what we're gonna do, folks. I'm just as anxious as you are to know how long they quarantine for measles. I'm going to call the health department. Well,
4: oh, no, no, the all right, dearie, here's the phone. Thanks.
5: Hello, operator. Give me the health department. Oh, is that you, Merk? Oh, that's oh. all.
4: Right.
5: <laughs> How's every little thing, Merck. Yeah, we're quarantined. What's say, Merk? Your brother? Oh, the one that works in the airplane plant? Caught a spy, eh?
4: Heavenly days, how thrilling!
5: Oh, I don't know. He knocked over his lunch pail, spilled all the sandwiches, but he caught his pie. What say, Merck? Oh, no answer, eh? Okay, I'll try the Board of Trade.
6: <laughs>
5: Wait a minute, McGee. Look at this. Ah, uh, What's the matter with you,
3: Gildersleeve? Look what I found in the almanac. What are you doing with the almanac? Well, the only thing there is to read around here except Black Beauty and the Peoria High School Annual for
4: 1911. <laughs> well, what about the almanac, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well,
3: listen to this. Huh? It's an article on contagious diseases. And it says that quarantining for measles is obsolete. Oh, absolutely.
5: Oh, I remember. Now, that's what the doctor told me over the phone. It's obsolete and there's no getting around it. Oh, good heavens. I believe the man doesn't know what the word obsolete means. That's that, that I do, too. Obsolete means... Ob, ob, abs, oh, my gosh. I was thinking of absolute. I you! <laughs>
1: and Molly will be back in just a moment. Have you ever stopped to think how much more active life is today than, say, 25 years ago? Automobiles, movies, airplanes have certainly increased the tempo of living, until one of our big problems is how to find the time for all we want to do. Fortunately, scientists have given us many labor-saving devices and products. Take, for example, the care of floors. No longer do you have to scrub kitchen floors on your hands and knees to keep them clean? No, sir. Johnson's self-polishing glow coat has certainly solved that problem. Saved women many, many hours of work. Glow coat, in case you don't know it, needs no rubbing or buffing. It's the easiest to use of all floor polishes. You simply apply and let dry. Glow coat polishes itself, giving beautiful floors with practically no work. Saves linoleum from wear, makes it last longer. But you surely know all these things by now, and I'll bet you use Johnson's self-polishing glow coat on your own floors. If not, try it.
5: anybody gone,
4: Molly? Yes, they're gone. And a good riddance, too. Come on, let's go to bed, baby. Okay.
9: Oh, McGee! <laughs>
5: Dad, rat
3: it what you want, Gildersleeve. My wife's gone away and I can't get into the house. Oh, well, what
5: do you want with us?
3: I'm hungry. Oh. <laughs>
5: good night.
7: Good night, all. <laughs>
1: This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Hello,
2: George. Say, that's the most work I've seen you do in months. Oh, this ain't work, Miss Brown. No siree. Polishing a car with this here Johnson's car new is an easy job now. Just massage it on kind of gentle, let it dry, and wipe it off.
8: Didn't that little
1: old car shine just as pretty? Yes, sir, folks. If you haven't used Johnson's Car New on your car, take my tip and buy a can this week. It really cleans and wax polishes in one operation in half the time it used to take. Remember the name, C-A-R-N-U. Johnson's Car New. This is the National Broadcasting Company.